My parents were like, what are you doing down there listening to that devil music? And I was like, hey, the devil, fuck yeah. Welcome to the Mastopod. Your hosts, Hogue and... Bonesaw. You were just listening to the sweet sounds of Halloween from... Fitting, Hogue. Fitting. Yeah, yeah. If there was ever a time, it's the, it's the jack-o'-lantern season. Happy fucking Halloween, said Happy Brent. Halloween. Do Last drugs. Night. No, he said, no, that's not how it went last night. What happened? Happy fucking Halloween, and then in a different song, he said, do drugs. Yeah. Okay, so guys, last night we went to see Mastodon in Austin. And uh, they've played about six months ago in San Antonio, which is a different city. We did a live Mastopod from there. Yeah. So this Mastopod is going to be another kind of live show Mastopod where we review the show. We took our phones and we recorded various segments uh, before um, and after the show. And uh, why don't we just get right to it? Well, let me back up. So October 2014, we saw Mastodon at Stubbs Outdoors here in Austin, Texas. So that was almost exactly one year ago. That show was great. It ended with Brent freaking out on the mic because... They uh, shut them down four songs before they were done their set because of the pretty strict curfew rules here in Austin. It went something like this. He wanted to play another song, and he had clearly gotten word that they were done. And he goes, Come on, raise a little hell. Let's start a movement. <laughs> They're trying to get us off stage. What kind of bullshit is that? How much bullshit? How much bullshit is that? Yeah. Um, so it ended kind of strangely, and then uh, six months after that, in April, we went down to San Antonio and saw them with Clutch, uh, and then they're still on that same tour, Clutch and Mastodon, the Missing Link tour. This time they had Corrosion of Conformity, and so through our man Cheeto Bambino, we got free tickets through the radio station, 101X, so shout out to 101X for hooking us up with some tickets, and we uh, Three times Mastodon in one year. Pretty excited about that. But yeah. we, we were a little worried that we were going to see the same set. Although I didn't think about that once. Which we, we did. There, but I didn't even think about it one time. I didn't care either. Uh, I just opened a bag of chips, by the way, guys. You're going to hear some crunching. <laughs> You're going to have to deal with it because I'm hungry. It's been a tough day for both Bonesaw and I. We, I, Again, we're rocked while we're doing this podcast yeah. physically. Um, we played Ultimate Frisbee. It was a tough game. Then we um, came back to the house and They're like, moved. oh, poor guys. Yeah, it's yeah, such a yeah, hard yeah, yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, you no, played no, Ultimate no. Frisbee and it was tough. Oh, whatever. And then we came back to the house and we're building an addition. We're building a studio here at our, our HQ. And uh, we moved a lot of dirt into another area and then dumped that dirt. And I dug a two-foot deep hole looking for the water main and didn't find it. Which <laughs> was really, really, really depressing. <laughs> There That's was okay. something. There was something also, a little mastodony about. There's something a little mastodony about like using tools, like a pickaxe. <laughs> Even though I'm sure they don't. I mean, I'm not sure, but I, I don't think like Brent is using like a lot of axes or tools. He I uses mean, he, a lot of he tools. uses an axe. He uses this, he does, but he uses a lot of tools when he does his his penis carvings and his other like large scale wood carvings. He uses real tools. That's true. Maybe I can see them digging ditches and stuff. Maybe not. Not Bill, really. Uh, who knows? Not Bron. I can see Troy digging a ditch. Yeah. Anyway. And Bren carving penises. We're both, we're both kind of tired. We did a lot of work. I did several hours of emailing this morning as well. 
Oh, poor you. I know. It was actually really fun. Um, but uh, anyway, so last night we were at the show. We biked down there. It was a beautiful evening. And we pre... We went before we went to the concert. And this might be our first live segment. Is this our first live segment? No, our first live segment is... Uh, we had some trouble getting down. So we, we were going to go celebrate a friend's birthday party. Uh, happy birthday, Jenny. Shout out to Jenny. We were, we were going down to celebrate with her, and uh, we had some trouble getting there, though. So this, the first segment is just sort of a little, you know, a little update on our biking progress. Okay. So we'll cut to that right now. Okay, we're here on our bikes, riding down to the Macedon concert here in Austin, Texas. Headed to the Austin Music Hall. It's just down the street. It's a short bike ride. Safety first. We got our back lights, front lights, helmets on, and uh, gonna get probably. What'd you say, Bonesaw? He says I'm gonna get tossed off my bike with with this phone on. But anything for the Master Pie. Uh, we'll we'll send it back to Future Hogan Bone right now. Take it away, guys. Future Hogan, Future Bonesaw, back with you now. Uh, it was dangerous uh, trying to podcast whilst biking. Um, I shouldn't have done it, but we did several more segments on the bike. So things were going smoothly at that point, but then we got down. There was a lot of construction in Austin. We got down to, to, uh... No, it was, it was the perfect route. There was just one place where we had to divert, but that led us to the new bike path that leads right to the Austin Music Hall and the Star Bar, where we were going to meet up with Jenny and some of her friends. So we showed up there and, uh, hung out with a bunch of people we didn't know and Jenny. Mm-hmm. And quickly realized that they were all masted on newbies, so we whipped out the phone and Bonesaw hijacked the birthday party and turned it into a mastopod, which I fully support, but Dude, I was a little nervous about. It was like a it was a if you looked at my excitement about the show as a graph, I was on kind of a pretty solid incline, just a steady slow burn. Like and a boner. One, yeah. But well, no, not, it wasn't like a boner. Well once we got there I started having like the pre show boner. And it just like PSP. shot up. <laughs> yeah, the pre the PSP. It just shot up real fast. So by the time we were at this birthday it party, it shot up real fast. I started. <laughs> I started getting. <laughs> Come on, man. I started getting too excited. <laughs> too excited to to birthday party anymore, and I needed to turn the mastopod party in effect. You needed to masto party. Pete. I needed to masto party. Mastopod eight. Anyway, I don't think she minded. So we decided to interview these mastodon noobs, just to see what they thought about mastodon or what. Their response would be, it was pretty ill-fated. Trying to introduce somebody to Mastodon using iPhone speakers is a problem. Yeah, you need good speakers, a late night, possibly a fire. Weed would be helpful. And uh, But we didn't have any of those things. So here's what we got. Can we just talk it's, about Mastodon even though so you guys good. don't know anything about it? Am I hijacking the birthday? Just five minutes. No, it's the five birthday. Just five okay. Do it. I just don't know who That's okay. Are. Well, that's part of the. That's so part of. Impress me. So, what kind of music are they again? All right. So, I'm, I'm well, first of all, describe it. Hold on. Wait, wait. Time out. Awesome. Can you introduce? <laughs> we're at we're at the Star Bar. We are. Uh, shut that off. I'm doing that. Oh, we're live. You're doing it too. So we're at the Star Bar. We're across the street from the Austin Music Hall, and we're seeing Mastodon very, very soon. Uh, we're pre-gaming for our friend Jenny's birthday, and uh, we have. I think we have four Mastodon noobs here, which is disappointing and also exciting at the same time. So. Uh, which means four new fans. Potentially four new fans, but you know, the first question is always, what kind of music is Mastodon play? Hope. Well, first of all, who's here at the table? Uh, I assume Rock of some sort. Wait, introduce yourselves real quick. What's your name? My name is 
Tori Thompson. Nice, dramatic. What's your name? Hey, I'm Caleb. Caleb. Hi, I'm Emilia. Emilia. I'm Jenny. Jenny, the birthday girl. Okay. Arbuckle. I would say Arbuckle. She's Arbuckle. I would say uh, Mastodon plays a, a music that I would describe as progressive, uh, tinged with uh, metal. I'm currently wearing a shirt of theirs. It's a pretty metal shirt. Yeah. It's like a sheep. It's like, what is going on here? Two, like, sheep with horns yeah. next to three-headed, lots of teeth and tongues yeah. out action. action. Rock. Some yeah. parts yeah, yeah, yeah. in there. Rock or metal. Let's cut the shit. Do you guys want to come to the show with us tonight? <laughs> How about you How play about some it? music for us? 30 bucks. <laughs> oh. 40 yeah. bucks. 40 bucks. Yeah. Man, oh. we, we, we rejected we'll buy the Spasmatics uh, okay. <laughs> for $10. So. Oh, Spasmatics play tonight? Is it Wednesday? It is Wednesday. It is Wednesday. $10 versus $40, I mean, Wait, on a this Wednesday this is not a Spasmatics podcast. Know. Wait, these guys like the 80s cover band Spasmatics more than Mastodon. When it's $10. No, we just heard of them. We, we don't heard know of them, so that's not fair. Play them. All right, play a little Mastodon. It's just okay. going to sound pretty tough. Heavy metal through a. Uh, That's fine. You can just listen to us. I'm just gonna put you right in the middle of their of Judging. their uh, their classic song, Oblivion. Can't hear that for shit. They're not helping because they're singing it and we can't hear the actual music. All we can hear is She's good. You were born for the master class. Yeah, you were. Alright, well let's wrap it up. Alright, well we'll wrap it up. I'm starting to get a little too excited to focus. I'm just gonna I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna go get a rum and coke. <laughs> Thank you guys for participating in the mass pod. It was nice to meet you all. All right. <laughs> anyway, from there we got we got on our bikes and we bid adieu, and uh, we head to the Mastodon show where we we're gonna meet Cheeto Bambino, who hooked us up with the tickets. It was also his thirtieth birthday. Shout out to Cheeto! Happy birthday, Shout buddy! Out to Cheeto and Aaliyah and our other friend Pukey. And uh, I just wanted to note that I was wearing blue shorts and a black Mastodon cutoff T-shirt and a hat. So what? What? Hogue was also wearing blue shorts, a black cutoff T-shirt, mm. and a hat, and uh, we were quite the mastodon sight. <laughs> and we pulled up to the show, and uh, Hogue immediately incorrectly locked the U lock. I somehow like locked the lock to my bike so that I couldn't. No, you only locked one side of the U. Yeah, I managed to lock one side of the U lock. So that later it would be impossible to get the bike off. It's hard to explain, but here's, here's I was what so happened as it happened. Let's the, cut. The problem was okay. Go ahead. Let's cut to it. Cut to you it. can post game after the clip. All right, cutting to it now. Okay, we're finally at the show. We're trying to uh, lock our bikes, and somehow like I, oh, like a dickhead, managed to uh, Give me the basically key. jam the lock so that, and now I lost the key. Um, so we're having a little trouble getting into the show. It's been a little, a little, little bit of a process getting here tonight, but uh, we still have a pretty good buffer zone before the Don drops their drops their dick on everyone. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you, man! Busted my lock. Uh, yeah, I broke Bonesaw's lock. He's mad at me, and I thought I should update you. Idiot. Okay, we'll see you guys later. Back to you, future Hogan Bonesaw. 
The problem was I was so excited for the show that I got really pissed really quick. Also, maybe that was why you you already you had your pre-show boner up, so we were you you're you were, you were ready to get pissed. Your testosterone was high. Well, that's my excuse for why I was pissed. What's your excuse for like completely failing on your? Obviously, I wanted to get inside, get to the show, so I fucked up the lock fastening, and uh, we eventually figured it out. <laughs> met up with Cheeto and Aaliyah and yeah. uh, Pukey. Is he? That's my dog. He's there he is. Hey, buddy. Uh, we met up with Pukey, Aaliyah, and Cheeto, and uh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Is he Quiet. here? You call him. Is he come here? I need to feed him. I might ha- give you the thing for a second, but he he comes when you call, not when I call. Um. So we met up with them, and we had a little, a little pre-show uh, powwow, and we put our fists in the center and really pumped ourselves up. So we'll go to that right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're now in the venue. We, we finally got here, and we are with our friends Cheeto Bambino. Yo, yo. Steven. I do believe my name is Pukey. That's true. And Aaliyah. Hello, hello. And of course, Bonesaw. Hello. We look like such tools right now. Who cares? We're in the middle of a Mastopod, and we're about to see them in our hometown of Austin, Texas. It's going to fucking be we awesome. We the iceberg in terms of getting into the venue. We're five steps in the venue, and we, can't, we could not wait any longer to talk about it. Back to you, future Hogan Bonesaw. So, Cheeto quickly uh, dispelled with any awkwardness and was like, guys, go do your thing. <laughs> he had yeah. no expectation. He had just come from like a 30-person, you know, big family birthday party, and he had no inclination, neither did Aaliyah or Pukey, to go to the front of the stage, which was our mission. Because almost, maybe five, we had time to go to the bathroom and get a beer and almost, um, so in within like five minutes, the lights, the house, the the, the house lights went down. And yeah, it was the, great. And tread lightly intro. The acoustic guitars comes in. Nobody's on stage yet. It's just dark. Which part makes you feel bad? Then we made our move. But I will note that I did feel a little bit bad that we skipped both openers, since we're a band that is frequently the opener. However, those bands, Clutch and Corrosion Conformity, they're doing fine. And we saw Clutch before and didn't like them, so yeah, we well, gave him a shot. He's not our cup of tea, I guess. But yeah, Corrosion Conformity, I have never heard of. But I mean, I've heard of them, but I never. We, we had a birthday party to yeah. go to. But uh, cool, so man. they started with Tread Lightly. It, what, what's their their threesome they've been starting with? Tread Lightly, Blasteroid, and no, it wasn't Blasteroid. I think it was Tread Lightly, Motherload, maybe. That was the third one. They've been playing the three same three yeah. songs to start the show. Basically, they have been doing the same set. I'm curious how you guys feel about it. I don't really care. I mean, this was the the best show I've saw. Th- basically, three of the same set in three shows in one year, and uh, I had the best time the third time I saw it. Yeah, I think that they they played the best last night. Uh, although I'll say that like it was too short. They played their headlining set. They still feel like. An opening band. They play like an opening band, even though they're the headliner. Like, it was an hour and 15. What do you mean by that? I'd like you to unpack that a little bit. <laughs> Were you just saying unpack in a serious way? No. I'm, Maybe. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, you know, a headliner usually plays at least 90 minutes and kind of takes their time a little bit. And I feel like Mastodon, like, I'm just comparing it to, like, say, when I saw GNR. They played for like two and a half hours. 
And I mean, granted, that was like a much bigger show, but this is still a headlining show with several thousand people. And I, it doesn't bother me that like their production's not super huge and basically have cool lights and they have a huge banner. For the morons out there, who is GNR? Guns N' Roses. Right. But I'm just comparing that. Or versus like, uh, like, who else have we seen recently? Like 311 set. They, you know, they always play at least 90 minutes. And it's super scripted. We just lost like half the Macedon fans who listen to this. They're like, these, these fuckers listen to 311? Those pussies. No, dude. I think no, but 311 rocks and, and GNR also open rocks. your mind. Uh, anyway, but but they just kind of approached it. They always just kind of approached it sort of like they're. The, we've talked about it before. Like they're still the underdog. Underdog, you know. They don't. Oh, Haybell just wiped out back there. They uh, our cat. He's referring to our one-eared deaf cat. Like they play. They play. They play each song back to back as if they're trying to fit as many songs in as they can in their short set time. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what opening bands do. Like when we're making our set and we have 40 minutes, we just try to crank because we want to fit in that one extra song. They kind of. Have a, well, the bill is sort of like a triple headline bill, and I think they all maybe get the same amount of time. It's a little bit weird of a setup. I've certainly seen them play longer. Yeah. Anyway. Can we talk a little bit about... I was a little disappointed that they didn't play longer, but... There's so much to talk about. I kind of like that they have an underdog thing still going on. Can Go we... On. Um, I, I really want... We, we watched uh, Tread Lightly from sort of the back part of the... Uh, Mid-back part of the audience. I really wanted to get, like, basically front and center. Well, we thought the Austin crowd was not really going crazy like, like they just like Mastodon deserved to get, and Austin's kind of known for being a little subdued at these kind of shows. So yeah. Hogue was like, "We got to get up there." He's like, "We got to go for them, for them. We got to get. We to have them. to go." So we on, after the third song, Hogue just made a move, and we got a lot, lot closer, and then. We got sort of near a pit, and we we're like, "Oh, there is a pit going on here," and and didn't really notice it. And uh, you know, same thing we did in San Antonio. The plan was to just use that big moosh, that big motion, to like get to the front, you know, and just go through the pit. So Hope just went, and before I even took a fucking step, some freak, like really fucked up young guy, just like full speed running just wiped out and fell you know one of those things where like last night you referred to him as a speeding mosher (laughs) which you've you've never sounded uh as like 60 year old (laughs) as you did then well this guy was out of control speeding mosher hit me in the face before i even took a step a a speeding mosher slammed the crown of his head into the side of my jaw completely blindsiding me and like big snapping sound inside my head and my jaw just kind of like pushed really hard to the left. Would you say he ripped through your sheep's head curse? <laughs> <laughs> he did, but that fucking, it hurt so bad and I heard a snap and all of a sudden my teeth started hurting and I couldn't open my mouth more than halfway. And I was like totally shocked. I, you know, I, I made the analogy to you last night that it's like, I felt like uh, those, like Saving Private Ryan where the World War II guys are in the Normandy invasion and like, those poor guys at the front of the boat where they open the door and they're dead. Like the battle, they have all this prep, the battle didn't even start and they're fucking dead. <laughs> you felt like a World War II hero. I just felt like before anything happened, I was dead. And then I was out. I was like, <laughs> oh, I get it now. I get it now. Like I didn't, I didn't even like get to make a move into the pit. The that's pit funny. came and hit me in the face. That's I'm always 37 years old. <laughs> that's always guy. how I thought that I would go out in a war. R- immediately. 
right away before anything happened. Yeah, without any fanfare. It's just like the battle begins. Hogue's dead. Why? Why? Because I just. Do you think I'm good? I'd be good at war. Hmm. I don't know. I bet you. What is it good would. for? <laughs> What's so civil about war anyway? That's a GNR <laughs> reference for you. What's so civil about war anyway? Um. Anyhow, I got hit in the face in the draw, and I I kind of worried the rest of the night that I was uh, I had a broken jaw. And it's so, extremely sore right now. But my teeth all feel like they're like right. under pressure. People are sick of hearing you cry about so your jaw. Fine, whatever. Anyway, Hogue got to like three rows up, and I had to like lay lay back for a minute. But I'll I note. Didn't, I didn't see you the rest of the show. Well, you, I, I will note that you ended up about four, about oh. five feet to the right of Brent, two rows back. I ended up five feet to the left of Brent, second row. By the end of the night, that's I'm that, now I'm surprised we didn't see each other because I, I kept my head on a swivel the whole time. No, I, I, I was looking directly to my right and I could see you rocking your balls off. I was rocking so hard. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the crowd for a minute? Yeah. So, well, for one, it was more violent and rowdy than I thought it was going to be. But we just, but you just that contradicts what you just said about it being a more subdued. Right. Crowd. I thought it was subdued, which is why my guard was down, and then I got smacked. Hmm. There was a there was a solid pit the whole time. It was a pretty respectful pit, but um, I thought the crowd around me was like when you get the, uh, every band has like a, every band and every city has a different type of like pit crowd. Yeah, and I'm not talking gen- uh, specifically about a mosh pit, just like the front row crowd. And um, first of all, before we get into that, if you want to study like it, like an like self governance and like an exper- there's no greater experiment in like in sort of a republic, like like a, a government sort of meshing with this, a self-governance of the people and like how much authority you need to exhibit, you can find that at a concert. It's all there. You got hmm. the security guards. They have to they have to make a decision when to step in and when just like, okay, they're just having fun or like, you know, it's all good or now we need that guy's getting too rowdy because they let a lot pass. Yeah, well, remember they didn't let any pass in San Antonio because there had recently been a murder there. Right. And so, but in, here we're in Austin, and they were super. I thought the security guards were great. Um, I thought they were great too, except for one thing. I mean, you said that you saw there was a lot of weed smoking going on. And they were just kind of letting the people do their thing. There's venues where they don't. I mean, if you see, if you see, I know this guy was watching, watching people choke. Um, but if there's venues, if they see you, you're gone. They'll, they'll point you out. Yeah, they House of Blues venues for yeah. one. But um, but here's here's what I'll get. Like about five songs in, maybe six songs in, one of the security guards who was not the main guy in the front walked through the middle to do something, and Brent started whipping his picks at the guy. He was pulling them off one by one off of his mic stand and just whipping them, like you know the way people kind of like flick pennies. Yeah, he was doing that, but with uh, but you know, and making his like really aggressive screw face. And whipping well, about this guy. Yeah. What the hell was that about? I don't know. He, he must. I, I, for some reason, that makes sense to me. But, <laughs> um, I do want to share a small anecdote. I had a great moment with a guy. Like I said, it was a really cool audience. There was one guy in like the front. You know those guys in the front row who just like, you know, they don't want to like celebrate the show with anyone around them. They just want to like maintain their spot. That's annoying. Yeah. Anyway, and this guy was huge, and he was just like a tree stump. And uh, 
you know, there's an ebb and flow to, the, you know, you, you kind of move and get pushed back, but you just wouldn't let any movement happen. It's, you know, the crowd's got to breathe. But anyway, so I had a great moment with this guy who was wearing a red hat. If you're listening, word up, guy. And he was passing around a joint, and, like, we, he had already passed it, and we just kind of made eye contact because we were just both digging this song. And, like, we had just had a moment. And he motioned to, I presume, his girlfriend, and, and he just sort of, he motioned to his girlfriend and was like, yo, bring this dude into the circle. And it was awesome. And I, and I grabbed it and hit it, and it was great. And it was just what I needed at the time. Just what I wanted at the time. So, that was fun. Yeah, you guys had a total bro ma- uh, Mastodon moment at the end of the night. Like, everybody's leaving out. And Hogan and this guy, like, embrace and like, what was formerly the pit. Now it's just like, you know, lights are turned on, everything's, everything's the vibe is gone. Hogan, this guy, continued the vibe <laughs> with their yeah. you know, mutual um, love of Mastodon. Well, you guys probably didn't even exchange names. It's like you're in a room full of people who are in your town who love this kind of underground metal band. And then I feel like we should have met a lot more people. Right. Well, I met that guy, so I'm happy. Did. Anyway, uh, the performance was awesome. I think I feel like Brent was A-game. First of all, he was like, rocking his new leather pants. I'm like, oh, Brent got some new leather pants. And Ho goes, oh, yeah, picked him up in San Francisco. <laughs> I mean, you can cross-check me out there, cross-reference no. that, but I'm pretty sure I saw on his Instagram. We'll save this for the Instapod, but I'm pretty sure he got those in San Francisco. Yeah, no, uh, Tommy Steffick from Florida posted a photo, his Instagram photo, and said he got these. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. He was on it. But, uh, you know, his solos were ripping. He was always giving it, like, some extra juice. He was like, I don't know. He just, like, was sweating a lot. He was, like, gyrating. Did a lot of, like, pelvic thrusting. <laughs> yeah, he does that during Blastroid a lot. Yeah. But uh, he also bit his guitar. He, like, yeah. kind of, like, put his teeth around. I oh, yeah. uh, carved his teeth out he did. on the guitar. And he ripped through uh, the Sheep's Head Curse. And uh, that was towards the end. He did, like, a huge, like, backwards, like, bend. It was cool. I didn't, um, everybody, I mean, there were, there were, well, other things about Brent before we move on, I was really checking out his stuff. First of all, he had his guitar tech where you could see him and he had his own little light and like he was all polishing his guitars and stuff in the background. I saw that. But where you could, it was like he was on stage, which I thought was interesting and interesting for me as a guitar player, but also kind of a funky background. I liked it. I liked it too. It was like, he's like buffing his guitar before giving it to this monster to just like bleed all over. Yeah, he's like the pit. In like a auto in an, in an automobile race, <laughs> um, I think I recognize that guy from one of uh, one of Bron's Instagram posts where the guy is like in a store and he's holding a price tag for like a rocking chair, but oh, the price tag says "adult rocker" and it's like one forty nine ninety nine. <laughs> I think that's the dude. Yeah, and um, uh, he also has he had some sort of like skull and crossbones. Th- like little pouch hanging off one of his amps. I couldn't figure out that was mm-hmm. what that was. And then on top of his amp, which looked really really cool, when it was when the lights came on from behind. Did you see it was like maybe a a twelve ten inch looks like maybe rubber figure of uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon. I did not see that. And it would be lit up from the back, and it's just this little thing on his amp. That was pretty that. cool. I just like when guitar players or, or musicians they just have little things that's kind of like fun for them. You know, like Bron has his little his clown mask and. And then over on his case, he had these sort of like shiny silver letters that said Behinds. Huh. And he had a, uh, he had another sort of creature movie picture on his guitar case. It was mm. like, I'm talking like the big road case. Yeah. Anyway, I, li- I like seeing that kind of 
Uh, didn't see any, uh, you know, there was, he had one Miller Lite bottle on the top of his amp for the whole show. And I'm wondering if, like, that's, that's gotta be, like, you don't get anything off of that. So it must just be sort of a token, like, visual almost. Like, I'm, it's, I sort of look at that and think, like, he, he wants to have that up there to be like, yes, I am partying with you guys. But he's not, like, he he's tempered it a little night. bit, but he had a beer up there, you know? Yeah. And I think he, like, wants to have a beer up there at all times, maybe. A lot of people something. do that. Like, even, like, our friend Joel from Badfish doesn't really drink. He always has one. Heineken on stage, you know. Yeah, I was, but he it's wasn't such partying. a shame that it was a Miller Lite, though. Yeah, we've seen, we've seen him partying at shows, and this time he was pretty sober and locked in. Yeah, I wonder um, what Braun was drinking because he said last the one time we met him, remember in Austin, he said he always tries to get a local brew. Well, afterwards, I think he's just he's just drinking water. It's a lot of uh, stuff to deal with back there. He uh, he's always said that March of the Fire Ants is the hardest um, song to play. I thought it was a. Uh, is that uh, no? It's uh, not March. Uh, yeah, my bad. That's um. Straight line. Iron Tusk. Iron Tusk. Yeah, my, I'm sorry, Master Pop. Also, listeners. my favorite Mastodon song. Uh, and so he always said that's the hardest one to play. And last night he, I mean, there's some massive, really fast, really long fills that happen, and he just kind of fell behind for like a couple bars, but it was really cool because he just like powered through, and you could see on his face when he just like landed the double symbol hit at the end he's just like oh shit i'm behind and then boom bow i'm back motherfucker yeah like <laughs> it was really cool and it's just sort of you root for him during that song because it it seems difficult yeah um, and troy was was also on point making his kind of weird scary faces you said you had some moments with troy yeah man he's he's big on eye contact yeah troy loves eye contact and uh I don't know. I just felt like we, Troy and I were vibing during the show, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you give it to them. You said they, they deserve to have somebody rocking out up front. Yeah. Uh, and you were giving it to them. I wonder, I wonder where they're at. Like, I mean, they've been on tour for a, a year playing the same set. I wonder, like, how they're feeling. They look like they're feeling great. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the, the mystery was solved. About we, last episode, we talked about how they canceled a bunch of dates in September. Yeah. How is he? Is he? My dog's freaking out again. Just call and, him. Um, tell him what happened. Well, uh, anyway, the mystery was you know they can't they canceled a show uh, the whole tour and there it was surmising what it might be about. Uh, just had personal reasons. Anyway, turns out Troy's wife unfortunately has breast cancer, and, but she put out a really funny and well-written and it also was. inspiring like letter saying what uh you know that she had breast cancer and you know she was planning on kicking its ass and and so did he she he you know to. she said something something to the effect of like i had a great run with my boobs and got a lot out of them <laughs> and looked great for like, looked perky and great for 20 years or 30 years whatever it was but that was funny so so she's ready to let him go yeah <laughs> women get checked yeah there you go uh so where are we um in the night we've Anyway, we just kind of here's what here's what I liked about the show. We just like eventually once my jaw, I just kind of figured out that I wasn't broken. Probably, we just settled in and individually just got rocked. Yeah, you know, I think you know Halloween when he did Halloween, it's like two nights away from Halloween. You know, that was the highlight song. Halloween. <laughs> 
Although you can't hear him like that during the show because for some reason whenever he sings, you can't hear it. Yeah, what's up? Can y'all hear Brent when he sings live? Because I can't, but I even I don't really even care about that. I don't know. Uh, I also appreciate it. He seemed to do a lot of like in-between songs, noodling and shredding, which I thought was also kind of fun. Uh, he was just really feeling it. He was just playing a lot of fast shit. Sometimes it was a little bit masturbatory, but I wanted to see it. Mastodon Pretori? Mastodon Pretori, yeah. Pretori? And I also liked Sleeping Giants, their instrumental song that has just a whole bunch of crazy parts. And uh, it kind of is split in half. And he had this one funny moment where in the middle they you know, they do this. That's not Sleeping Giant. What song is that? That's, uh... Fuck, man. We should... Anyway, in the middle of that song... He just, right before they kicked into the fast, heavy part again, he just yells out, Do drugs! <laughs> I, I know that's what he said. I, who, I, yeah, I don't know what he said. Have you guys heard this? And does he say do drugs? I'm pretty sure he said do drugs. Yeah, write in and tell us if he says do drugs during the break. Yeah. Of that. Um, so, why don't we cut to, uh, we're going we're gonna to take a phone call soon. Someone from the show last night um, is going to call in. But Ooh, why don't we... phone call. Why don't we cut it? Cut to the after segment we did. The segment we did after the concert. Okay. All right. All right. We just got rocked. Uh, the show is is just barely over. I, what happened to you? I I bum rushed the stage at the beginning, Bone. So what did you do? What happened? Uh, third song in, we we tried to move the stage, and like I felt like like a World War II movies where like they're at Normandy, and the boat opens, and all of a sudden the guys are dead. I just got hit. A guy jumped. Also, died in World War II at the beginning. No, of I'm just saying, like before you even know what happens, I got a guy full speed headbutt me in the jaw, and I may have broken my jaw. Split your lungs with blood and thunder. He did. Anyway, I had to just like I had to like back out, but then I got I ended up front row in front of Brent. You did. You must have been right near me because I did, I never we never caught up with you each other. You were five I went, people away from me. On the oh, really? You were rocking your I ass kept off. roundabouting my head trying to find you, but to I no avail. I can't open my mouth more than halfway. Okay, so Bonesaw is injured. He's a little preoccupied with the injury. Let me just say, though, there's a lot to talk about. When we send it back to future Hogan, future Bonesaw, we're going to have a really great analysis because I think we had different experiences, and it was a great performance. Yeah, it was awesome. That's for sure. Uh... We lost Cheeto and Elite. I like when Braun fell just a little bit behind in March of the Fire Ants, but he just like yeah. he just like nailed the and he like landed the fill and just sort of like he knew he was just like trying to keep up and he's like, fuck it, I got this. And those were like the two crash hits. It was cool. Nice. Alright, we'll kick it back to future uh, hopefully not broken jaw and bone and hope. Alright, back to you, future Hogan Bonesaw. And we're currently trying to figure out how we're going to get home because Hoag says he's too fucked up to ride his bike home. The pit here in Austin was very, very kind. There was a lot of weed smoking in the front left, and it was it was being shared if you showed proper Don enthusiasm. <laughs> and the security guards were cool. They ignored it. And it was like the left side of the stage. Uh, I don't know what the right side was like, but tonight the left side was great. All right, well, let's go home. All right. Future Hoag back now. Um... By the way, the name of the, it wasn't Sleeping Giant, the name of that song, the instrumental, where Brent may or may not say, do drugs, is Blade Catcher. And, uh, anyway, I'm by myself now on the podcast. Bonesaw went to, like... Oh, Blade Catcher, that's right. Yeah, Blade Catcher. Um, here comes Bonesaw, and, um, 
Should we call this guy? He, I got his. He sent me his number. And sure. well, first of all, after that, just to wrap up what happened with our evening, uh, it was a great show. And Hogue, thanks to that guy's joint, was uh, <laughs> feeling real good, but not real confident on the bike. So we had to uh, walk for a little while, and then we ended up. Once I convinced him finally, that we it didn't was walk safe. at all. You just had to convince me. And it was a great ride. It was a great ride. I feel I like you. I rode better than I've ever yeah, rode, ridden in my life. I don't know why you were so nervous. I said, we're riding together. We'll take back roads. It was an awesome ride home. Also, before we take that phone call, I've almost finished this entire bag of chips. Are you kidding me? No. Well, it's 8, 50, 8 o'clock and we haven't had dinner yet. And so. we're not, we don't wear headphones when we play this. We just let it rip and record. So I hope on playback, it's not just a bunch of uh, munching and chomping. But, um, bad. That's when I ate popcorn all night. All right, let's call this guy. All right. Um, What's his name? His name is Adrian, I believe. And uh, I'm going to call him right now. Adrian. Yeah. Is that, the, is that how I say it? Yeah. Cool, cool. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Just here at work, running some little things. Cool. Where do you work? Uh, I work for security at Lockheed Martin. Ah, I've heard of that. Wait, you work at Lockheed Martin, like in Seattle? Uh, no, it's, um, I don't know how to describe it. Oh, wait, you're from Austin, though, huh? Yeah. Uh, no, San Antonio. Oh, gotcha. Oh, my bad. Oh, so you were, were you at the San Antonio, like, six months ago or so? Yeah. Remember that, were you, did, were you affected at all by the pepper spray incident from the security guards? Um, the security guards were rustling people in the front, because I got front row again, and, uh, I just started coughing a lot in the pepper spray. Yeah, that sucked for me, too. We must have... Dude, were you front row last night? Yes. Oh, so was I, which uh, we may have been right near each other. <laughs> were you near, like... I was in between Brent and Troy. I was right in front of Troy. Holy oh shit! <laughs> you guys were rocking here the whole time, probably. Oh, my God, that's so cool. And now yeah. we're talking. Anyway... Uh, basically, the three people in the front row that were holding everybody back with an arm's reach. So basically, enough for a person to fit in between us. We were those three idiots. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, what what did you think? Can you give us your thoughts on the performance and the and just sort of a wrap up of the night, real quick? Uh, Mastodon always puts on a great fucking set list. Um, I found it pretty interesting and weird that right after Clutch finished, that everybody took off. Well, more than half the band uh, crowd was uh, took off. I was like, what the fuck? Really? And then when Mastodon came on. I saw more and more people show up. I was like, well, that's really strange and weird. Huh. Yeah, well, we showed up after Clutch. Yeah, we were one of those those people. We had a birthday uh, party to go to beforehand. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Like, some people, you know, the cross, the, the fans aren't going to always cross over exactly. But who but, leaves before Mastodon? That's crazy. Yeah, that is unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, I agree totally. Like I said, uh, we were there, and then when the second Clutch left, everybody just, like, Half of the fucking people left, and I was like, whoa, that's insane. Wow. But then when I started seeing more and more masses, I wanted to start performing a set list, more, more people showed up. Yeah. Yeah, I, when I looked back, I looked back like a couple times during the set, and I, I was a little disheartened that the, especially the upper levels of the music hall uh, were, were not that full. So the I hope Masson really wasn't big. upset. Music hall's huge, though. I think it's like 4,000 capacity. You got to talk closer to him if you're talking. He can hear me. Oh. Anyway, Adrian. Yeah, can hear oh, you can. Cool. Um, yeah. 
Adrian, Adrian, top song from the night. What do you think? Top song from the night. Oh, Asleep in the Deep. Asleep in the Deep. Man, I can't, I can't remember them playing that. I, I was, uh, mine was Halloween. I thought they, I mean, for obvious reasons, it was thematically great. But uh, I thought Brent really gave it, gave it all, you know, all he had. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with actually. Uh, I know this is like, this is sort of a lame call, but uh, I'm thinking I'm gonna go with Blood and Thunder. <laughs> oh shit! Just cause. Just because it seemed to really deliver that night, and uh, and I like you know Adrian, you and I were like, well, I guess Bonesaw was really close too, and it was cool to see. Uh, dude, I confess to not being like a huge Clutch fan. So what's that guy's name who comes out? Uh, Neil. Neil, yeah. When he came out, and uh, he sort of led us all. Like it was just a community aspect to like the the front. And, like the people who were in front of him and like him just kind of leading that chorus I've, I hadn't ever been that close and a, like a part of that chant you know uh, so anyway that was dope uh, so we heard that you, you you met the guys after the show how'd that happen and how'd it go uh, really really awesome because we showed up really extremely early in the afternoon because like I said we're from San Antonio so we drove out there maybe at 1 o'clock we got there at 2 o'clock and we were literally the first persons in line. I was like, that's insane. Damn. And nobody really showed up until like 5.30. That's when people started coming in. I was like, 30 minutes before doors open, people were showing up. But then again, it is a Wednesday, so yeah. people yeah. getting off work or whatever. And um, so we saw a bunch of them walking back and forth from the tour bus. They parked across the street and going to the, right in front of us. So we were able to take a picture with Bill. We got Neil Fallon from A Clutch. We got CLC's own, um, damn it, what's the name? I forgot. Billy Singer for CLC, we got him. Yeah. Cool, man. And then it looks like later in the night, I saw some, you two, you got one with Bron and, uh, and Brent, but that looked like it was at the nighttime, maybe after the show. Yes. I was kind of afraid because, uh, Brent, last time I met him, he was already all fucked up or whatever he was, and this time he didn't seem like he was too fucked up. And it was real funny to me that when he came up to us, he just said, sorry to bother you guys. And that's like, I, I didn't have a response for that. <laughs> <laughs> what did he, what, why was he saying that? What did, did he ask you for something? No, he was just trying to do that to be funny because he knew that we were just waiting for him. And we wanted to interrupt oh, him, so. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys waited by the bus or something after the show and he came out? Yeah. Man, and he was like, "Hey, sorry to bother you guys." <laughs> yeah, and it was like, and normally it's the other way around. You tell the guys like, "Hey, I'm sorry to bother you," and then stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, we spoke to Bron, and he actually had a drawing book in his hand, and in his free time, he draws. Huh. No shit. And so he opened it up for us, and we were seeing some uh, cool photos or pictures, drawings, I guess, from Bron. Wow. Well, what does he draw? Uh, more like psychedelic pictures and then more like abstract just faces and the other one was like um, the hunter kind of face huh. with mm. just a lot more symbolisms like um, symmetrical stuff huh that is great intel uh, excellent intel man that's awesome dude um, thanks for calling in that was this has been really cool yeah. uh, 
we'll have to meet up at the next uh, show, either in San Antonio or Austin, have a beer beforehand or whatever. Uh, I appreciate that. I'll do that. Uh, if they're playing in San Antonio or Austin, I'll definitely be there because Mastodon's fucking awesome. Yeah. And I want to support them every time I see them. So. Hell yeah. yeah you I know. posted the set list on your uh, post right now for Mastodon. Okay. So see what it was. Oh, that's great. Thanks, man. Not a problem. Cool. Well, cool. Uh, nice chat with you, man. We're gonna wrap up the podcast pretty soon, but uh, thanks for calling, Adrian. On the phone. All you right. Guys have a great night. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. Yeah, you too. Later, man. All right. You have a good night. Good guy. Wow, he's the man. That's the kind of fan you want. Yeah. Shows up early. Knows everything. Yeah. Um, Stays late. That's funny what he said about nobody being there like a half hour before doors. I think that's just kind of Austin. I think it is an Austin thing. You know, it depends on where they're playing, probably. I mean, if, you know. And if it wasn't a sold-out show, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so we're rounding third here, and uh, we're going to do a quick Instapod. Yeah, quick Instapod, and then i got to eat dinner. Yeah, then we, <laughs> we're um, famished. Instapod, Instapod, we're going to creep on Mastodon's accounts. Because their photos are so weird and funny, we can't get enough of them. Let's not waste any more time. Let's start. Can we can we do the one that that Braun posted with with Donald Trump? Oh yeah, this is so good. Here, I just I kind of want to talk about it because I don't understand it. It's a it's a uh, painting of Donald Trump with a clown face and a clown hat, and it got a, sh- a lot of likes for Braun. But it said, "Sad Trump clown on velvet." If you'd like one, just like it, PM me and I can make that happen for you. At Bill Mayer. What the hell? Uh, uh, it, Thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Did we I, miss something? Well, the the tagging of Bill Mayer, I don't know if they're friends or if Bill Mayer has a particularly intense view on Trump, which I'm sure he does. But anyway, let's put that aside. On well, this look, analysis. somebody else commented and said, can I get just a regular painting of Donald and... Braun immediately responded, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, of course you can, I'm sure. I, I saw that, too. I was like, yeah, yeah, you can. Um, you don't think don't that's know, strange must, at all? No, no, I mean, he saw it. It's a funny painting. I think... Uh, oh, look, here's another one. It says, this uh, has yep. nothing to do with my band. I no, collect- no, 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 wait, pause. You got to read the one before that. Oh, somebody commented. He goes, I got this, I got this. Chant Daddy on Instagram says, bruh. Metal is very unpolitical. Don't go down this route. It's not groovy. Spelled All right, wrong. relax, dude. But uh, Cremail goes, At Chant Daddy, this has nothing to do with my band. I collect velvet paintings, which are usually a reflection of current events and pop culture. It's bass irony, but I like it. Which, uh, Bron, bass irony. I love that he acknowledges this sort of hipster aspect of like being a fan of base irony <laughs> um but but being like fuck it i like it anyway so he's the man he's not yeah he's not being political it's also just, he collects vinyl pop culture paintings velvet velvet <laughs> even weirder i didn't even know like velvet painting is a thing i didn't either i don't know how it works or anyway that was a great the more i look at this painting the more i want it but uh PM Braun. <laughs> Maybe he'll freaking write back. I'm sure it's already gone. Um, so that was a good uh, cream ale. You know what? Instapod. I bet his friend painted it, and he's getting some business for a friend. Who no, because he would have tagged him. I think this is just like on you know on his travels he saw this. Um, 
I want to go to the most recent uh, Brent post. Okay. Uh, I saw this after the show. I think maybe it was a little bit before. He posted a little bit before, <laughs> a little bit after the show. But it's so fucking funny. And uh, first of all, this isn't this photo isn't in square format. Did you realize that? What the is uh, Instagram evolving? Because it's uh, clearly a rectangle, tall rectangle. Anyway, um, how the hell? It's uh, <laughs> it's a photo of cavemen in various levels of evolution, and uh, beside them is the the type of tools that they used. I, that's how I interpret it, at least. Um, I'm not an anthropologist, but I think that's what's going on. And he captioned it, I can totally dig where these guys are coming from. <laughs> <laughs> Which really needs no analysis. If, you, if you've been listening to the Mastopod, you know a little bit about Brent's vibe. And the fact that he posted a Neanderthal <laughs> tool chart, uh, <laughs> like portrait painting thing and then says he can totally dig where these guys are coming from is fucking hilarious yeah it's it's amazing so uh worth checking out i'm fucking hungry yeah let's take it out what do you want to uh play at the end here we've done halloween before right but since it's halloween should we just go to a different part of halloween okay um let's go to the part where where um Mastapod with Bonesaw and Hove.